It is Tuesday, October 25th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. A surprising upset on Monday Night Football. And a new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The New England Patriots fall in a massive upset, 33-14. The Indianapolis Colts have benched quarterback Matt Ryan. I think the Vegas lead has to be the Patriots falling to the Bears. This is a one of the more shocking results. I, you know, I guess I shouldn't even say it can't be one of the most shocking results of the season. It might be the third most shocking result of the weekend. <laughs> so an, another, you know, heavy favorite. Uh, more than this is the third one this week, right? Is of seven or more points that lost outright. Absolute carnage in Survivor contest. Circa Millions is the biggest Survivor contest. First prize pays six million. But, of course, that's kind of not really true because there's 6,000 entries, and we expected there'd be like 10, 12, 15 guys chopping first prize. Not based upon what's happened year to date. In fact, we are down. I don't have the exact 125 numbers. entries. There's 125 that's entries, it. and we're only seven weeks in. So we have chopped off. What is that? Out of 6,000, we've chopped off 98%. It's like squid games, red light, green light. Was a piece of cake compared to picking winners this weekend. My survivor pool ended tonight. 96 people started the season, and I came in second place in a winner-take-all survivor pool. It was four of us came into this week. Two had Tampa. I had New England. One guy took Dallas. Well, I've got a nice participation. That's all I did. For you. And, you know, I have to rethink – I play advantage teasers, Wong teasers, eight-point favorites down to minus two. At some point, you say, I can't really explain why the volatility, but it is absolutely there. You, these teams, they're not just losing. Our day when I were talking about, if you, if McKenzie ran the query, if you looked at seven-point favorites and higher, all right, how many of them have lost by 18 or more points? And it's like four out of 700. <laughs> it's like one out of 200, and Tampa Bay and... New England both qualified this week. Yeah, yeah it was embarrassing. Uh, Mac Jones returned from his injury, and I, I was a little bit surprised by that. And I wasn't surprised when Mac Jones was pulled for the game in favor of Bailey Zappi. And what happened, AJ, as soon as Zappi comes in, he leads them down the field. They score a touchdown, and the tweets are being— Scored two. But but on that first drive yeah. that he came in, the tweets are being sent out, right? The Mac Jones era is over. It's now Zappy hour in New England. Yeah, Bailey Zappy looked really good uh, for the first two drives of that game. And then it looked like there's a controversy in New England because you don't really have a good quarterback is what it looked like. And listen, Justin Fields didn't do anything special. Justin Fields didn't have a great game. But Justin Fields outplayed the two New England Patriots quarterbacks yesterday, and that's that was that was more than enough. I thought the te- what was telling, and I know game script comes into play here. So when you're down, you can't really run the ball as much as you'd like to. But this is a Patriots team that has won football games because of how well they're running the football. Nineteen carries for seventy yards. 
Ramondre Stevenson had 11 carries for 39 yards. Damian Harris only carried the ball three times for eight yards. They got nothing going on the ground, which uh, was very surprising. And very opposite of the Bears, who ran the ball 45 times. That's a four and then a five running plays in the NFL in 2022. 243 rushing yards for the Bears. Absolutely dominant. Patriots had no answers. And this was, this is, I would vote, the most shocking, head-scratching, loss for the Patriots since Tom Brady left. Like there's always been the Belichick Tom Brady divide. And I think that's the the mm. big demarcation in the history of that that franchise is pre-Brady, post-Brady. And there's been some losses. They lost to the Texans a couple years ago, but that was with Cam Newton. They they were like two and a half point favorites at the Texans. This a game where they they closed what eight and a half at home to a Bears team that was Maybe the worst in the league. I'd say they're one dimensional, but I think that's being favorable. I really do. Well, they were certainly it wasn't. Isn't that what we talked about? The Bill Belichick. That's what he's done. If you're a one dimensional team, oh, you can run the ball. Not against the Patriots. You know, no. in the first half, they were I, able to run the ball. I saw a few Ooh. times where Fields, you know, took it and run, and there was you know the spy ready for him. Fields just faked him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it just just the game plan. The Patriots weren't fast enough to stop him. Was what I saw in the first half. So many third down conversions on the ground. Yeah, and that's what you just don't see in the NFL. Like teams would rather throw the ball. They'd rather make a a, a sixty percent throw than try to run it on third down because you know you, you know the odds of running it are so slim. Right. The Bears they they kept doing it. They well, kept Fez, doing l- it. Let me ask you, what's more surprising? That the Chicago Bears have the same record as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the season through seven games at three and four, or that the Chicago Bears have scored more points than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have through seven games of the season. You know that the latter. You know, <laughs> that's amazing because, that? because you can find a way to steal, like the Giants have. You know, to to a six and one record, but uh, the bottom line is there is no way that the Chicago Bears offensively enough team can score with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep, they've scored two more points than the Bucs have mm. on this season. So let's take a look at both of these teams now moving forward, the New England Patriots and the Chicago Bears. For the Patriots, they got a matchup here in New York or in New Jersey against the Jets. How do you cap this game knowing what you just saw from the Patriots on Monday night looking as bad as they looked? against a team that ran all over them, and the Jets, they lose Brees Hall. It's a big loss. But the strength of this Jets team has been the running game with the offensive line creating holes. They bring in Robinson from from Jacksonville. They still have Michael Carter. Do you feel this game is now closer than you would have thought prior to this Bears game on Monday night? Well, of course. Now the question is, do I still have New England favored, right? Um, and I think that I do. I mean, part of the, this could be just a, a bias. I've been betting sports for a living forever. And I've got a friend who's a professional sports better. And all he does is after the Jets lose by 14, he'll text me, good spot for the Jets this week. Mm-hmm. And next week will be a good spot again. And they'll lose by 14 again. That's what Jets do. And this is very un-Jets-like this year. Hard to... Uh, Hard to get my um, fingers around it. And it's hard to know where you're looking with the Patriots at, at their quarterback situation. Bill Belichick was asked after the game, uh, and Bill Belichick basically denying 
that Mac Jones was benched. Mm-hmm. So when Mac came out of the game, Bill, was that a medical decision, the timing of the no. pulling him? So was that related to the, the interception that was his no. last play tonight? No, we, we had planned to play. Uh, I told the quarterbacks that we were going we to play both of them. So we did. And so was the plan for three series. It just seems when his last plays an interception, it looks like a, a benching for performance. That's not what it was, but you, you, know, you can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was. So do you take that for what he says? Or, I mean, I don't know who was asking the question or who the, the writer is, but, yeah, Mac Jones throws six passes. Last one's an interception. Your plan was to play both quarterbacks. That was the last we saw of Mac Jones? Yeah, so if Mac Jones throws a touchdown pass instead of an interception, does he come out of the game because your plan was to play both quarterbacks? It seems very no. odd. It, yeah, he was benched. Especially when you look at that interception that he threw. It's literally, there was a movie called The Program, and, and James Conn is his backup quarterback in, and, and James Conn's the coach, and he's and right before the interception's thrown, he's like, don't throw it! And the quarterback lofts this god-off interception pick six. Boy, that was a bad interception that got thrown by New England in the first half. Yeah. Quarterback, the backup, that backup quarterback was also hooking up with the coach's, wife, coach's daughter. How many times you watched that? Just once? No. The program, I've probably seen it All right. hundreds of times. You remember it far better than I. <laughs> I remember everything. Kane is able. Mm. I even, you know, what the biggest thing about the program is I spent a while trying to figure out what conference they played in because their schedule was all over the place. They played Big Ten schools, they played SEC schools, and ECU, they played in uh, South Carolina Stadium. That's where their home games were. So you thought, okay, maybe they're an ACC program, but they're playing against Tim Wayman in Michigan. They're playing against Iowa. They're playing. They played. Their schedule was all over the place. They might. They might have been an independent. They might have been. My favorite. BYU. When, when the middle linebacker got asked, you know, he's he's with this um, student um, scholar, and she's like, "All right, we've been through this for two weeks. Who got? In, who's involved here in the, in the Sicilian Wars?" And he looks at her and he goes, "Miami and Buffalo." <laughs> Latimer was the best, and the best comment is is he's working out in the, in the locker room, and uh, they're speculating about his steroid uses. And James Conn's like, guys, it's easy to gain thirty pounds in an off season. You hit the gym every day, and you eat right. Woo! Starting defensive lineman. Woo! Uh, there was your daily dose of uh, pop culture references here on SO circa nineteen ninety three ish. Yeah, but as far as the uh, Bill Belichick is concerned, I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. I think Mac Jones was benched, and I think for the Patriots' sake against the Jets, I think they're better with Bailey with Bailey Zappi. I do too, and you know my initial thought was. They invested a, a first-round pick in Mac Jones. Mac Jones is their guy. But then I remember, oh, well, this is the same coach who had Drew Bledsoe, who was a pretty high draft pick, if you recall. And then when the time came, when he didn't think he was the best option, he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the young guy. And if, if you think Bailey Zappi gives you something that Mac Jones doesn't, and whether it's energy or whatever it is, you got to do whatever you can to win games. Bill Belichick doesn't seem to me like the guy who's going to, oh, we'll just we'll, we'll finish this season, you know, whatever, 5-12, and 12, and then we'll just draft our next quarterback. No, he's going to try to win every single game. Kind of did that with Cam Newton, remember? Week yeah. after week, you know, Cam's our quarterback. Cam's yeah. our mm-hmm. quarterback. I guess he's like, I'm not going to do they that They didn't have again. a better option. Uh, so for the Bears now, they go to Dallas next week, nine-and-a-half-point dogs. Does that intrigue you at all, Fez? No. 
The, Me neither. Um, I, you know, the, I could see the Cowboys. They, they just came off of a phony win where they blew out Detroit and the stats were close to equal. I'm not saying they shouldn't have won by 12 mm-hmm. points, but they shouldn't have, like, you know, pulled away and had a laugh. Or I could, you know, maybe I'm just biased that I'm so used to New England, you know, circling the wagons off of a bad outcome and doing and playing well back in the Tom Brady days with the genius that I just can't fathom the idea that they could be bad. Matt Ryan, who has a grade two separation in his shoulder, is replaced as the starting quarterback by Texas Longhorn product Sam Ellinger. It's funny the way they worded it because they could have just said, Matt's dealing with an injury. He's not going to play. But no, they said Sam Ellinger is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? It's kind of like the movie Office Space when they move Milton's desk into the into the basement, right? Where they're like, you know, you can you can just leave any time that you want. We uh, don't want you anymore. Yeah, we're gonna have. I, to I haven't received a paycheck these, in six weeks. Some of these boxes here. <laughs> if you could just move your desk back a little bit more. What happened to my stapler? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a weird thing because they didn't have to say. I mean, they could, we don't know how long Matt Ryan's going to be physically unable to play, but if anyone had said, oh, Matt Ryan's got a grade two separation in his shoulder, Ellinger's going to start this week. No one bats an eye. Yeah, because then, if Ellinger does well, when Matt Ryan's healthy, you can just say, hey, we're rolling. We've won a couple of games. Ellinger no looks good. We're going to stick with him at quarterback. And it also gives you an, opt- an option that if he's bad... Well, then you just go back to Matt Ryan. Why do you have to commit to this guy for the rest of the season? What if Sam Ellinger stinks? You almost feel like there had to be some kind of verbal altercation issue with a quarterback and the coach. No, I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's I think what it is. Coming, I think it's coming from Jim Mersey. Here's what, here's uh, I think this is ownership. Yes. Yes. Here's what I think this, it is. This guy's done. Yeah. Here's what I think it is. This is Frank Reich and Chris Ballard grasping at the last straws because if Sam Ellinger has some magic – and he turns this thing around, and he gets them to the playoffs, maybe they save their jobs. If not, the Colts have to pay Matt Ryan for another year. You know Frank Reich is not going to be his coach. You know Chris Ballard is not going to be the guy picking groceries anymore. And, and nor should they be, by the way. And I know Chris Ballard's very widely respected in the league. I know Frank Reich at least used to be very widely respected mm-hmm. in the league. Those guys haven't gotten the job done. Somebody get me Ryan Fitzpatrick's number right now. Yeah, you might want to call him. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I wonder who the next uh, the next Colts quarterback will no, be. Another guy on his last year of his career. So this is interesting. I, I, the reason why I think this is a top down decision is because they could have just went to Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles could have been the starting quarterback. Mm. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago, they said, "Nope, Sam Ellinger's number two. and now they're saying Sam Ellinger's the starter. What this tells me is that they're going to use the next couple of weeks to see if Sam Ellinger deserves a spot on this roster next year. Scratch your lottery ticket. Exactly. Because if he is a bust and he doesn't show signs of development, well, then they are going to be in the market for a quarterback next year. Or this is their quarterback next year, and they could improve the team elsewhere. And Sam Ellinger is an interesting guy because he, he's he got some mobility. He can throw the ball. He's He's not special at anything. But he's a guy who can move – like, it reminds me a little bit of what you're seeing in Atlanta right now with Mariota. I wouldn't be surprised if you see their offense start to open up where the quarterback moves around a little bit, something they haven't had in a long – since Andrew Luck, they haven't had uh, somebody who could move around like that. So where did you have Matt Ryan, and what kind of adjustment do you make to the Colts 
going from Matt Ryan to sort of an unknown commodity here? Well, I did have Matt Ryan 21st in my quarterback okay. ratings, which I immediately lowered based upon this news because no one knows better than the Colts on how good Matt Ryan is. I, I mean, are you with me that it's 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 very damning that they announced that Ellinger is going to start for the rest of the season? Absolutely. So I immediately downgraded Matt Ryan. I made him two points worse than an average quarterback. That would be 26th in the league, but that's still a point and a half better. I've got you know Ellinger just an average backup quarterback. Yeah. You know, which would put him you know right there with PJ Walker and Kenny Pickett, the worst starters in the league. Yeah, I, I think. When it boils down to – well, so what's that make the overall adjustment now for the Colts? Point and a half downward. Point and a half down. And this is, I think, the biggest, most important factor in all this. Matt Ryan has a $35 million cap hit next year. If he doesn't retire. Boy, that'd do them a big solid, wouldn't it? But if you could be, if you could get $35 million to wear a ball cap and hold a clipboard, wouldn't you take it? Or they just pay you some money and you go away. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say, well, maybe 33 you pay me? I'll go away? I don't know. No, yeah. in all seriousness, though, because obviously he's probably in good shape financially, what is the number like to be ostracized on the sideline and, and the like? I I, I think $24 million, two-thirds, be able to walk away rather than like have a miserable mm-hmm. year making 35 I don't think that. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Mm-hmm. So does it make sense to you now that the Colts with Sam Ellinger are a field goal favorite at home against Taylor Heineke and the Commanders? Or the Commandos, as you call them? Or the Commodores? <laughs> At some point, the moving pieces become so great. I got to, like, this is not just, we're playing chess now, not checkers. I got to look into this game more. Let's talk about what the New York Jets did. They lose Brees Hall, devastating injury. So they go out and grab themselves a running back in James Robinson. By the way, they got for basically like Walmart prices, uh, conditional fifth-round pick. This is a guy who was one of the the biggest surprises in the league last year, and now he's just available on the discount shelf. This tells me – A, it tells me a lot about the Jets really believe in what they've got going, and they should, but it also tells me a lot about the Jags. The Jags clearly not feeling like they're doing much this season. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because ETN is playing very well. And Robinson off the Achilles injury, which tends to really um, be a problem for running backs. Mm-hmm. So, and no one knows better than Jacksonville about how good Robinson is, who has put up some good stats, I yep. believe, but he's had some big holes. So, this might just be a case of Jacksonville knows Robinson's lost a half a step, and he's expendable with ETM. I, I think they just they they're not going to pay him. So Robinson's in the final year of his rookie deal. And so this is just, I'm going to lose this guy for nothing in the offseason anyway because we have our running back of the future. So why not just get any draft commodity that we can for him? That's 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 the way I see it. You know, a whole lot of parity in the NFL. A lot of teams that have risen up, Jets, Giants, um, two hot NFL teams that everyone was betting on that um, had relatively lower uh, season win numbers, Jacksonville and Detroit. Uh, Move. No, the, no. And those are two that took a lot of steam, too. And I'm telling oh, the hard knock steam, does it ever work? You know, when you <laughs> when you are have, like, hundreds of hours of film and you get to cut down to a one-hour show each week. You can make anybody look pretty good. You can make you, – you know what? You can make me look like a sexy man. That's right. Yes. I, I think how many teams have had really good – 
years after hard knocks. I think the Jets going to the AFC Championship game where they were 11-5 and that year, that's the best that I can remember a team doing after being on hard knocks. Yeah, we'll find it. We've got the research on that because I looked at that this preseason, so we'll, we'll find it. I got it right here. Here we go. The Jets have the best record. The Jets were 11-5, and so there goes my memory. Well, I was around the Jets every day back then. Uh, the Bengals in 2013 were 11-5 and after being on hard knocks, and that's those are the two best records. Ravens in 2001 were 10-6. and six. I'd want to see how they did compared to season win total. Yeah, it's, like all, the closing it's, it's all versus season. expectation. Okay. Like closing Raiders, season win total. The Raiders were kind of a disastrous year, but I believe they went over their season win. Yeah. yeah. Raiders were 7-9 and nine after being on hard knocks. I want to ask you about the L.A. Chargers who, I mean, people talk about a cursed team, and sometimes I think that's kind of silly, but it does seem like, boy, Nothing ever goes right for this team. Now their big offseason signing, J.C. Jackson, out for the season with a, a patella tendon rupture, which is a devastating injury. Mike Williams, who's been hobbled, is now out for weeks. Who knows how long that is. I mean, this is already a season that's been without Keenan Allen, where Justin Herbert's been playing with busted ribs. Like, Bosa's hurt. When does it stop for these guys? And it, at some point, do we look at the Chargers as uh, they—they're just—they can't do anything. They, there's how I mean, it's got to be so difficult for you to power rate them because you're not looking at their roster. This isn't what they were supposed to be. Exactly right. So I'm like looking at where I have the Chargers currently, and I'm like, I don't know whether to start from the top or from the bottom. So mm-hmm. I got them 14th currently. So like, almost an average team. Almost an average team. You know, it's interesting about the Chargers. Let me use a poker analogy. In terms of coaching, they've gone from having an absolute rock, a guy that's way too conservative, to Who, an absolute— Who's folding like uh, king-queen pre-flop. He's like, eh, it's just not enough. Nah, nah, yeah, wait wait for a better spot. Yeah. First, <laughs> it's yeah, not suited. Yeah, yeah. Second, <laughs> second act, I'll just fold the king-queen offsuit. As now, now they've got a guy— it's like Billy Cop with the three five of diamonds. Let me get it all in, you know. Um, by the way, you can query Billy Cop World Series of Poker. Um, not his best work, and so they got a maniac now. What's in the Doyle Brunson ten deuce Staley. Yeah, Doyle's yeah. the the ten. But Billy Cop famously had a three five of diamonds and flopped a flush. And and uh, Chad Norman Chad said, "You flop a flush six handed. You got to feel it's good. It's not, and Billy will be going home." <laughs> So. I, th- I, I think what's impressive, though, is as, as much as go- has gone wrong for the Chargers if the playoffs started today, they're in. Now, that is amazing. I, I mean, it, but the question is, can they can they keep their heads above water? Well, the now? Raiders it- right now are not just the better team. They're the much better team. And despite the 2-4 and four record, the buy sign is blinking on our Las Vegas Raiders, who finally have a healthy running back to go with that aerial attack. He has looked incredible, Josh Jacobs. He, yeah. You want to talk about a resurgence. He has looked incredible this and season. And Chargers probably lucky that they caught the Raiders week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got at least a game in hand against the Chargers. Chargers at the Falcons next week. Uh, actually, that's actually they've got to buy this week. Their next game, though, is at the Falcons and then at the 49ers, who another team who who knows what that team is any given week based on injuries. That's... The market's saying they, they are a true contender um, despite getting blown out, favored, favored on the road against the world champions, the Rams. That's pretty wild. Should we call it the road? <laughs> favored in uh, SoFi Stadium where there'll be lots of Niner fans. I, yeah, I think that's a, a more fair assessment. 
Fez, I want to ask you a couple of adjustments. We mentioned some of these teams already, but your adjustment on the New York Jets. So the Jets for the for last week, no adjustment. Jets, by the way, Jets lost at Denver. I don't care what the final score is. <laughs> Irrelevant. I watched the game. I get it. The Jets got one nice long run from the running back that's gone. And the Broncos got no quarterback play and threw a key interception. But um It they, sounds like the Broncos all season. Pretty much. But if but if they had played that game ten to ten times, the Broncos win five. There's two ties, and the Jets win three. I'm not going to give the the Jets credit. Your adjustment on the New York Giants. The New York Giants, I did upgrade by half a point. Um, you know, at some point, it seemed like Jacksonville got every call late in the game and still couldn't get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're six and one. The Giants, every one of their games has been close. So I still have them as a below average team. They could easily be three, three and one. What's been your season-long upgrade on the Giants? Yeah, so Giants to start the year. Let me go ahead and go to that. I, I you know, whenever I try to find them, they're always lower. Um, I've got them a two-point upgrade from the start. Okay, does that seem fair to you, Scott? Yeah, uh, two, two's fine. Yeah. Two-point upgrade, but I started yeah. them low. You started them very low. Yes. That's the thing. Uh, I'm anti-New York. I've seen years and years of New York <laughs> underperform. So have I. Uh, your adjustment <laughs> on the Seattle Seahawks. So Seattle. Uh, to start the year, I had them. I've had, got the three and a half point upgrade since the start. Which, I think that's I think that's fair because yeah, they seems right. they might be. Remember before the season, people were talking about them possibly having the worst record in the NFL. I'm not sure it's enough because you could make the case that just their quarterback alone should be mm. upgraded three points in Geno Smith. And frankly, you know, Penny the running back goes down, no problem. I mean, they're, they're leading a division. Yeah. That they were picked dead last yep. in. Like their season win last week. This was we made this a best bet on on a podcast. Um, Seattle over six wins. They're two wins away. They're, uh, yeah, they're fa- they're a three point favorite this week. This could be the fastest season win cash in the history. Well, no, Kansas. The Kansas Jayhawks went over two and a half. Yeah, three and zero. So apologies to Kansas. This could be the second fastest season win cash ever. Geno w- Smith, the second favorite to win the comeback player of the year award. Mm. I want to ask you First about favorite. coming back from what? First favorite is Saquon Barkley. I, I want to ask you about was he uh, injured? Saquon was. Well, <laughs> yeah. Geno Smith was just benched. Yeah. Like, yeah, no big deal. I didn't know you could come back from being benched. I want to ask you about the Bengals, a team that I know that you have a uh, tumultuous relationship with. And I'm of the belief the last two weeks, the Bengals season has turned around. They look like a new team because they stopped trying to run the football. They they said, you know, it's early in the season, they're like, we wanted to have this identity where we're tough, we're going to run the ball, trying to be the Browns. When you've got three great wide receivers and Joe Burrow, you don't need to be the Browns. Go do what you do best. It seems like that's clicked for the Bengals. What's been your adjustment from start of season, and what's it been over the last two weeks? Yeah, so Cincinnati's now my fourth best team. I have them one point better than when they started. I, I don't think we can blame the coaching here. They couldn't protect Burrow, and Burrow was yep. coming off the appendicitis. He was getting sacked. He got murdered in the first game. So you had to have the new pieces on the O-line, improvements, but um, no continuity, no preseason. Had to have the parts gel, so you had to run Mixon more. Now everything is clicking, and the Bengals, boy, that's a dangerous team. Boy, how how good would a, a Cincinnati – you talk about the one sleeper to be able to beat Buffalo or Kansas City. Cincinnati was able to do it last year. Might happen again. What is your downgrade on – we'll start with the Tampa Bay Bucks. your downgrade on the Bucks. So Tampa Bay, whoosh. I have Tampa four and a half points below where they started to begin the year. Mm. And I got to tell you, I don't think it's enough. 
I think maybe it should be even more. Um, there's a team that just seems broken. I still can't get over the fact the Mike Evans drop with a touchdown pass. Yeah, you know that's a, a high a high school. Your son, your son catches that eight out of ten times, right? No, not my son. No way. Oh, <laughs> so, no, no way. How about you? Not well. Yeah, I probably don't get that kind of separation, but I probably make the no. Catch. But but I, I back when you were a high school quarterback, how often would your wide receiver drop that ball? Uh, it, plenty. Uh, oh. It's high school. Trust right. me. And uh, listen, I, I don't throw the ball like Tom Brady does. If you happen by some miracle to throw that perfect pass, though. You'd be disappointed, yes. certainly. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe Mike Evans was busy giving autographs. He was thinking about the autographs to the he had refs. to sign exactly. after the game you for know, the Maybe refs. Mike the Evans, the, the, the whole continuity, less practice time, going to weddings during the week. You know, all it takes is a, it's a little bit of um, – uh, you, you, you lose the, all those reps, and these things happen, maybe. What about your downgrade on the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, so Green Bay, I've got downgraded six points. That's the Ooh, biggest downgrade. What? Of that, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I really think Green Bay, this doesn't look like, uh, you know. Now, I think Green Bay has hope down, you know, down the stretch. Uh, but they're, I don't know why they don't go to become a power rushing team. I mean, they, they clearly have the backfield. And whatever they're doing with the receivers isn't working. Nothing seems to be working for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. What what kind of number can we get on the Packers to make the playoffs at this point or not make the playoffs? Is there a yes, no on them available? Yes. So the no to make the playoffs for the Green Bay Packers, minus 150. The yes, plus 125. It's only about a 45% chance. So how alive are they, Fez? How what? How alive are they? They're still alive. You know, the Vikings, they're no good. I know the Vikings <laughs> season, but the, but but at some point you get a big enough lead. Here, you, you know what? You can coast to the division title. You said something just now that the Vikings are no good, the Giants are no good. Here's the question. How many teams are good? And I asked Scott this. Right now, if you were to bet AFC versus NFC, AFC is minus 160 to win the Super Bowl. Can you, Is there a team in the NFC besides the Eagles that you could picture them winning the Super Bowl. Dallas, of course. Dallas could Dallas? Win. Absolutely. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Have you seen that defense? Dallas has a, a stellar Have defense. you seen Dak Prescott? Have you seen Dakota Prescott? He's played like well, he had like a like a the, this this big thumb injury and he's got played one game. Yes, okay. I've seen him play the past 4 years. He's a very capable top 10 quarterback. Okay. We'll see about that. We right will now, see. NFC East odds, by the way, Eagles minus 400, Cowboys plus 500, Giants plus 900. I have a proposition for you. Dallas only only applies if Dallas plays at Philadelphia in the playoffs. I will forecast the line on that game will be four and a half or less. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Meaning the teams, the, the Eagles will Playoff be, games are usually tightly lined. I, mean, I agree with the that, The Eagles too. will be lined as being the better team, but only by— Only minimum, But, but yeah. not with margin. Yeah, I agree. Two, especially, two because they're, especially because they're in the in the same division. There's not as much of a, a bump for that. I could see Philly minus 3, minus 120 by the time they play in January. Yeah, like I said, playoff games are usually tightly lined anyway, so I, I, I agree with that. Well, AJ, we have a small slate of NBA games tonight and the action on the ice as well. So let's get to a Tuesday look ahead. We'll start in the association. The Pistons visit the Wizards. Washington laying five, total 222 and a half. 
The Mavericks are at the Pelicans. Clippers at the Thunder, the winless Thunder. And the Warriors take on the Suns. This is the second game of the, or this is the TNT nationally televised game here. Warriors, Suns, Phoenix, two and a half point favorites. Total of 225. One of the better matchups so far this season, I would say, those two. I like the Warriors getting points, though. Kind of like it as well. Let's go to the ice where we have a much larger slate of games. The Stars visit the Bruins. Boston minus 155. Total of 6.5. Most of these totals are now lined at 6.5. It's actually an, an aberration when they're not now. Coyotes at the Blue Jackets. Lazy book, man. Columbus Lazy. minus 220. Devils at the Red Wings. New Jersey playing on the second out of a back-to-back. Detroit minus 115. Uh, the Wild are at the Canadiens. Minnesota minus 190. So, again, total 6.5. I'm leaning the over in this one. We'll we'll just circle that for now. Panthers at the Blackhawks, Florida minus two fifty. This total is seven. Woo! Look at that. Avalanche at spicy the, at the Rangers, New York minus one fifteen against the reigning Stanley Cup champion Avs. A total six and a half there. Penguins at the Flames, Calgary minus one forty. Sabers at the Kraken, Seattle minus one twenty five. Lightning visit the Kings, Tampa Bay minus one thirty. And VGK, the Knights are at the Sharks. Vegas minus 190. Second night of a back-to-back after getting a win over the Maple Yeah, which means we'll likely see backup goaltender yeah. in net. That's the thing with some of these games. And uh, I have to update my numbers, but uh, what I had going into last night was uh, teams' favorites against teams playing on the second night of a back-to-back were 13-5 and five going into last night. So got to update my numbers here from last night's games. But this is Vegas. They're the favorite, and they're yeah. playing on the second night of a back-to-back, not like New Jersey, who's playing on the second night of a back-to-back and is an underdog in Detroit. So can you lay it with Vegas on the second night of a back-to-back in San Jose? The Sharks just stink. <laughs> We got a big week coming up, AJ. It's not just uh, the NBA and NHL in full swing. Obviously, the NFL is is grinding down, and, and the season is moving along. College football as well. The World Series begins on Friday. So we're going to have a big breakdown of that coming up uh, later on this week. And we got packages galore for you at pregame.com. And if you're interested in buying one of those packages, whether it's Fez's combo, NFL, college football, 30-day all-access. Fez wins. All Whatever access. you get, Fez wins. The guy's up over 100 units this year, he so he wins. wins. Back down a little bit below 100. New England teasers. Ooh, mm, possibly, not, yeah, not for me close. too. For That's me okay. Too. So we can expect a bounce back from Fez. If you believe in market, um, dollar cost averaging, now is the time to buy me. <laughs> this is like the first losing like 14-day period I've had all year long. And we got AJ, AJ's got packages. I got the NHL package up, McKenzie's NBA package. If you want to buy something on pregame.com, listeners of this podcast get 20% off. That's a great deal. That is a good deal. 20% off. How do they get it? They use the promo code. It's a special promo code. How special? The promo code is special20. You know why? Why? Because the people listening to this are special. If you're hearing this show, you're hearing Tuesday morning show. It means you're listening on our feed. Yeah. On the straight right. out of Vegas AM feed. That means all the people who listen to us on Mondays and Fridays on the Dream Preview feed, they're not getting this promo code. Sucks for them. They're not saving 20%. You are, friend, because you are special. Special 20 is the promo code. Use it for whatever you'd like. 
at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman and Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Have a great Tuesday. We are straight out of Vegas AM.